All right, what's good, Exposed Ones? It's Jay North. It's Northern Exposure. Good to be back. Good to uh, be speaking with you. And I am chuckling, my friends. Uh, the world is going absolutely batshit crazy. Uh, and we as human beings, I think, have honestly now become officially softer than baby shit when it comes to words, basically, and what offends people. And in this situation, I'm looking at you, PETA, people for the ethical treatment of animals. Shit must be slow in the animal world, although you could have fooled me. I know we have endangered species and things of that nature. And, you know, I don't want to come out and look like I'm anti-PETA or I'm taking a giant shit on them. Uh, but today I'm going to. And for the most part, PETA does really good work. Uh, but it must be slow right now. And PETA's talking heads or their think tanks or whatever group of folks that they have that decide a mission or a cause is worth pursuing, they've lost their ever-loving fucking minds. Uh, PETA is going after Major League Baseball, and they want them to change the term bullpen. They think it should be retired. And uh, <laughs> I'm reading an article here from just a couple days ago, and it says uh, right here in this article, who wrote this article? This is a CBS News article. Um, so, you know, I was watching the World Series. Most of us baseball fans know it's the World Series. Atlanta Braves are now up on the Astros uh, three games to two. Uh, None of the, I don't think any of the games have really been super close, so that's kind of unfortunate. But it's a three games to two lead for the Atlanta Braves. And unfortunately, what's making headlines right now is the fact that PETA wants to change the term bullpen. And it says here in this article, PETA is looking to liberate the language, in quotes, that we use in baseball. The animal rights organization wants the term bullpen to be retired and in its place arm barn should be used. We'll get back to arm barn in a minute. There's another article about what that actually means, and uh, it'll kind of allude to why it's not a good idea. Uh, in baseball, the bullpen is where pitchers warm up before taking the field, but PETA says there is another meaning. Bullpen refers to the area of a bull's pen where bulls are held before they are slaughtered. It's a word with specious roots, and we can do better than that. PETA said on Twitter. Switching to arm barn would be a more would be a home run for baseball fans, players, and animals, the organization said. To really drive their campaign home, PETA changed its Twitter name to Arm Barn. <laughs> hold on. I'm I'm hold on, guys. Let me let me keep going. This is in quotes to words matter and baseball bullpens devalue talented players and mock the misery of sensitive animals. PETA Executive Vice President Tracy Raymond said in a statement, PETA encourages Major League Baseball coaches, announcers, players, and fans to change up. Oh, nice play on words there, Tracy. Their language and embrace the arm barn instead. PETA says in the meat industry, cows are hung upside down and their throats are slit and in rodeos, gentle bulls are tormented into kicking and bucking by being electroshocked or prodded. All are typically held in a bullpen while they await their cruel fate. The organization opposes what it calls a human supremacist worldview. 
and has asked for certain animal-related phrases and idioms to be changed in society. In 2020, they updated their first list of animal-friendly idioms to include phrases like pack like pickles instead of pack like sardines and ants in your pants to pepper in your pants. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, anyway... Listen, if I have ants in my pants, I'm going to be jumping around and twitching, PETA. I, I, fucking A. Anyway, so here we go. Stop using anti-animal language. Instead of kill two birds with one stone, say feed two birds with one scone. Yeah, because birds eat scones. Fucking idiots. Be the guinea pig. Be the test tube. Beat a dead horse. Feed a fed horse. Bring home the bacon. Bring home the bagels. We'll get back to bring home the bacon in just a second. Take the bull by the horns. Take the flower by the thorns. These are suggestions of stop using animal cruel words. Now, bring home the bacon. This is an interesting one because I actually, I don't know how I stumbled upon this, but the term bringing home the bacon back in the day, it correlates in the same time frame as where the other terminology, I don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of, came from. When you had actual bacon in your house, if you could, and people would have it so they could serve guests, if you actually had bacon, you were seen as financially set. You were financially fit because you can bring home the bacon. That's what that was all about. But some, feed two birds with one scone. So, okay, we're going to make them diabetic now. Be the test tube. Feed the fed horse. Ay, ay, ay. PETA says here, oh, buckle up your chin straps for this one, guys, because I'm not sure I agree with this. This is on PETA's Twitter, and this is back from December 4th, 2018. Just as it is, this is PETA's Twitter. Just as it has become unacceptable to use racist, homophobic, or ableist language. Phrases that trivialize cruelty to animals will vanish as more people begin to appreciate animals for who they are and start bringing home the bagels instead of the bacon. Are you really comparing metaphoric language to racist and homophobic language? Really? Ay, ay, ay. I don't know about that. Oh, look at this one. Instead of crying over spilled milk, PETA suggests crying over burnt toast. <laughs> okay, I'm done with this article. This is ridiculous, okay? There are no actual bulls in a baseball bullpen. Just men that prefer to be referred to as such. So, how long has baseball been referring to this as the bullpen? Oh, I don't know. For almost ever since the game's been around, I mean, uh, am I am I out of my mind here? Exposed ones. Is this a reach uh, on Peta's behalf? Like, and then to compare this language to racist or homophobic language. I also is this a reach? Are they grabbing at straws? Is shit slow in the world of Peta? Uh, you know, it is people for the ethical treatment of animals. In the case of Major League Baseball, there's no animals involved whatsoever. It's just a phrase. It's just a phrase. We've gotten soft. I don't even know what to say. It's so funny, it's not funny. It's ridiculous. There's other things that they could be doing. They And, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on PETA. They've done some great work. 
uh, throughout their organization's history. But this, to me, just seems to be like the woke cancel culture has infiltrated even these organizations now. And how far is it going to go? Um, you know, I, prior to the last six, seven months, was never really a big Bill Maher fan. Um, but, you know, I try to get all angles of topics and issues, especially with today's current events. And Bill Maher uh, has basically indicated on a couple of his shows when he talks about the woke cancel culture that basically, if you're in the middle, just get your popcorn ready and watch these guys begin to eat themselves. There's Because eventually, you cannot be woke enough, okay? You're, you're going to eventually come to your proverbial line in the sand that you might not want to cross. And now suddenly, you are not woke enough. You are also canceled. I think this is a reach. I mean, this is my opinion. I'm not, I'm not an insensitive guy. Um, you know, back when I was in school, we had to read books like The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. That was all about the meat industry. And yes, um, there's definitely more ethical ways to do things. Um, and that book, which was written, you know, back in the day, I don't have the exact date on me, but I mean, I was in high school in the 90s and the book was old then. So I want to say maybe it was written in the 30s or 40s. I could Google it, but I'm lazy right now. I don't want to. Um, but it was about the meat industry and how foul and vile it could be and how the animals were treated. And yeah, it pulled at your heartstrings a little bit. Have you ever pet a cow on the head? I have. Cows are actually kind of cool. They're nice. They're friendly. Um, you know, but you know, people eat meat and you're not going to make the whole world go vegan. So just get off your high horse. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Just like I can't get a vegan to suddenly start eating meat. A vegan nine times out of 10 isn't going to get a, uh, someone that enjoys eating meat to stop. It's just not going to happen. I mean, we all know smoking cigarettes is bad for you. Yet there's people that still go buy pack after pack after pack after pack. You're not going to get them to stop. They have to want to choose that for themselves as individuals. And this is my concern. Like, you can have an ideology. Where does it become out of control when you perpetuate your ideology on the rest of society? And if the rest of society isn't with you 100%, then they can all fuck off. That's the mentality of mankind right now. I think it's toxic. I think it's more toxic than some of the shit that they were trying to fight because Again, I'm going to be 41 years old, so I haven't been here a long time, but I've been here long enough, if you know what I'm saying. 20, 25 years ago, we could have conversations where we didn't necessarily see eye to eye on 100% of things, but it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't that big of a deal to each their own, as the saying goes. Um, you know, you have to live the life that you see is best for you. And, you ha and we all have different ideologies. It's not one size fits all. That goes for religion. That goes for politics. That goes for, you know, what your opinion is on how you run your family, uh, how you make your income. We don't all have the same ideologies. So I think we're getting into a, a, an almost volatile, I don't want to say a dangerous time, because uh, I don't think there's any real danger in this, just other than when are you going to get so far down this rabbit hole of this woke cancel culture that you actually begin to get canceled yourselves when you felt like you were part of it all along and then you find out suddenly that you were not because you reach a point where you're just not woke enough. And, and, and that's kind of 
where I'm at. I I think it's I think it's a it's a it's very ignorant of any human beings to think that the rest of the world needs to share 100% of their ideology and if they don't then they don't like you, respect you, value you, anything. It's so stupid, guys. It's so stupid. We we have reached a a point in human history where people will ask you not if you're religious or anything like that, but they will ask you what your political affiliation is before they decide to be your friend or get into an intimate relationship with you know a significant other. It's crazy. It's gotten crazy. I mean, my wife and I, for example, we're not exactly the same on every front of life. Uh, you know, that's what makes the marriage interesting. But, <laughs> but it's just getting absolutely insane. In my opinion, that we're we're do when we're, we're allowing it to happen as well, um, you know. So I think Major League Baseball, you know, should basically grow a set of nuts. Oh man, is that is that a mean thing to say? And uh, you know, go from there. So an article came out uh, the other day that said that PETA strikes out. So it says here, PETA implores MLB to replace bullpen with a more animal-friendly terminology. And this is from New York Post. And let's see here. And baseball fans right here think this suggestion is a load of bull. People for the ethical treatment of animals, PETA, is being ridiculed yet again after imploring Major League Baseball to drop the term bullpen, the spot where pitchers warm up due to its so-called animal cruelty connotations. The Animal Rights Org dropped the questionable suggestion ahead of Game 3 of the deadlocked World Series between the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros. Um, I'm not going to read the same stuff to you there. Bah, bah, bah. Let's see, where else are we going here? Uh, added, oh geez. They love to play on words, too, but uh, let's see. In the name of steer sensitivity, the animal advocate proposed swapping the outdated term for a more animal-friendly arm barn in reference to the pitcher's throwing appendage. Coincidentally, arm barn, PETA's preferred term, is a vulgar slang reference about one's arm up an orifice, someone's ass, on one's own body. <laughs> so PETA's sitting here beating your ass with the words matter, words matter, throw out a suggestion that they have no idea what the slang of that suggestion actually means. And it's actually basically indicating that if you have an arm barn, you shoved your own arm up your own ass. That's what it is according to the Urban Dictionary. Oops! So... Uh, and then someone says here, so it says, suffice to say, PETA's proposition didn't exactly hit a home run on Twitter. Uh, one, let's see, one detractor here, he said, you do know that there aren't any animals in an MLB bullpen. Uh, <laughs> bullpen refers to this ratio, quipped one critic, of the skewed proportion of comments to likes on PETA's tweet. Do you think cows are more concerned with the word bullpen or that this, their skin is used to cover baseballs, snarked another. Uh, and again, oops, this is a boneheaded thing on PETA's behalf. This is stupid. There's real shit that you guys could be doing. There's real animals that need your help. Again, I don't want to shit on you completely. You've done some nice work overall. I think your cause is righteous, and I think your intentions are good, but they always say the road to hell is paved with the best intentions that's my rant on PETA y'all I think it's ridiculous I think it's crazy I think there's real shit that you could be doing and trying to go after Major League Baseball 
Why now, too, right? Why during the World Series? Why all these years later? It just suddenly became offensive, you know, right before the World Series. And by Game 3, Major League Baseball, I'm proud of you, grew a set of nuts and just squashed it. So, I mean, that's fantastic. This this was ridiculous. This should have never been seriously considered. There's no animals involved in baseball, obviously. There's no cows or bulls out there. Just men that are getting ready to come into a game that want to be referenced as a bull. That's it. Because they're leaving out the part that, you know, and again, it's a sport in Spain. Agree with it, disagree with it. You know, I would rather not see an animal get slaughtered for show. However... Nobody complains when the bull wins, and believe me, there's times that they do. So to me, that's the reference. If I'm a relief pitcher, I'm the bull with the biggest horns. My manager's bringing me into this game, and I'm going to fuck your roster up. You know, that's where it is for me. So that's my rant on PETA, y'all. We're going to take a quick break and just dive into a little bit of a small business segment on how you can support your friends that have a small business without it always being in the monetary form. I'm Jay North. This is Northern Exposure. Take a quick break, and we will be right back. All right, y'all. Welcome back. Thank you so much for hanging out with me uh, wherever you're hanging out, whether it's in your car, it's at home in the work office, whether you're on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just thank you for hanging out. Thank you for listening to Northern Exposure and uh, putting up with my silly ass. So I wanted to talk about... um, We've had some people that, you know, during this COVID pandemic, the one positive thing has been uh, society's overall collective desire to promote and support the small, the little guys, basically shopping local, uh, supporting local businesses and uh, this and that. The challenge sometimes is that when we think about supporting our friends, our family, Uh, account partners, business partners, colleagues, whatever you're into. Sometimes the challenge is, is you feel like the only way that you could support these folks is if you go to the store, go to their online, whatever, do business with them, make a purchase. I think there's this misconception here that the support of small and local business always has to be done in the monetary form. And honestly, with the power of social media, it's not true. There's other ways that you can get out there and support a friend, a family member, a good colleague, and in their their endeavors, in their adventures as an independent business owner, a representative, a brand ambassador, whatever it is, it doesn't always have to be monetary. And this comes through the power of social media. You can actually help those people uh, expose their brands, expose their products, uh, you can leave a you can leave a review on these pages, but the power of simply liking posts if a posts move you that much or you know depending on what it is if it's a product if it's a service uh, if if it moves you so much you can like those posts okay that helps their algorithms that gets them more organic exposure in that social media internet space. If something moves you so much that you feel compelled to share it, uh, you've got a couple options there. You could share it right on your main page and anybody who sees you sees it. Or you could share it directly to Facebook, for example, Facebook Messenger, and to people specifically that you think whatever it is, whether it's a product or service, as I said, lines up with a possible need of that particular individual 
that you have decided to share that with. This costs you no money, and it costs you just a few seconds of your time, and it is powerful. Uh, I utilize social media uh, to represent my optical brands, to try to grow those brands. Um, you know, we are in growth phase for what I do for my uh, my day job. It's it's all growth phase right now, and it's going to be growth phase for, I, I speculate, probably the next one to two years uh, before it's even getting close to where I want it to be. Um, so it's powerful because I'll engage with account partners on social media. This gives my brand a bump up. This gives their practice a bump up and it, it, you know, it's a mutual, it's mutually beneficial. So nice and simple to do. Now there are other things like for, for this guy right here, a podcast host, for example, you can absolutely share uh, any episodes of Northern Exposure, you could simply share the entire podcast with folks and let them go on there and see if uh, there's an episode or two that they might like. I'm sure there's going to be more than that. Not every episode's a home run, obviously. Um, there's monetary setups with the podcast. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, you can be one of those people that donate a couple bucks a month. If you wanted to do something like that, you can. So it really depends on what the platform is. Um, podcasters, for example, we're a little bit of a different animal. But if you got a friend with like a brick and mortar store, uh, simply liking posts, sharing posts, dropping the occasional comment, uh, especially if you've gotten their products and you've gotten their service and you've been completely satisfied with it. It just reassures the masses that, okay, this is legit. This is a good product. This is a good service. And it did not cost you, their friend, their brother, their sister, their mother, their uncle, whatever the hell you are. It didn't cost you a dime. It probably cost you about 30 seconds of your day. And it goes a long, long way. So... You know, I try to do it on here, I try to give some local businesses the shout outs from time to time. I've had a couple different entrepreneurs on here. My buddy, Kevin Growth, owner of Nature's Little Helper. My buddy, uh, Jeff Whiting, the cat tree guy who's still going to cat shows when he can and building kitty furniture. And that's his side hustle. You know, he's got a day job. Uh, my buddy, Michael Morris, uh, aspiring director of Murder One, Man TV, brought him in here, heard his story. You could follow the Man TV on Facebook, like, support it, you know, make donations to the cause, whatever you want to do. Um, and again, it doesn't always have to be monetary, obviously, and it will go a long way for those people. And I would say, you know, for, for this kind of stuff, for like product service kind of thing, Facebook and Instagram will probably be your two biggest ones. You might find them on LinkedIn a little bit as well. Um, LinkedIn, for the most part, is super professional. You got a lot of networking going on there. It's a lot of colleagues and whatnot. Um, but as far as like promoting business, in my opinion, I think that um, Facebook and Instagram are the best. Now, if you have enough talent or the desire to TikTok, and this this comes from my guy Gary Vaynerchuk. I got to give Gary a shout out because I eat up his content uh, as much as I can. 
I loved his philosophy the other day on the soft side of business and how people need to get better at that and what that is. That's patience, that's kindness, that's empathy, that's compassion. He said, you know, we're good at the hard shit. It's the soft shit we suck at. And, you know, this nice guy's finished last. you got to be a shark mentality. It needs to go away. And, you know, the fact that nobody thinks you can get rich if you're nice. And he says that's bullshit. Uh, nice people absolutely can get rich. Honestly, they're more desirable to do business with, etc., etc. So I really like what Gary Vaynerchuk puts out there. And it was he that I caught a few months back that said TikTok you know, pump the brakes on TikTok if you have this mentality that TikTok is only for tweens and teenagers that are doing some silly dances and whatnot. Um, I see a lot of people, a lot of moms especially, on TikTok doing little silly dances. And, you know, if they've got a side business going on, if it's Scentsy, if it's Arbon, whatever the hell, skincare products, they'll put some little 15, 30-second videos on TikTok drop a couple tags in there, do a little dance, entertain you, sing a song, whatever it is, and just have fun with it. And there's a great organic reach on TikTok. I see my kids, you know, get a lot of likes and follows on their crap. And, you know, it's the stupidest 15 seconds you've ever seen. But my point being is that people are engaged on that site uh, and they're just scrolling and browsing. So if you've got that element in your bag of tricks from a business owner standpoint, product service, if you could somehow incorporate TikTok into your social media, uh, you might not be let down. I also saw something the other day that TikTok is now allowing people to tip you directly uh, per post basically, um, anywhere from five, 10, $15 or a customized amount and rumor has it that TikTok does not take a dime of that. Um, so that's kind of important to to uh, put out there, that there is some monetization going on with the TikTok now. So if you're super talented, perhaps you can get some tips. I don't know. But that I just want to kind of touch base on that. I know we're getting into quarter four of the fiscal year. I know the holidays are upon us. You got people that, you know, they own their own stores. They've got this and that. So, yes, there might be some monetary support of those small and local businesses. But please, I cannot stress it enough, the power of social media, the power of organic reach doesn't cost you a dime. And more importantly, it's free advertising for the person that you are or, or people that you are trying to support. So I can't drive that home enough, y'all. Northern Exposure, Exposed Ones, if you got something you like, a product, a service that you like, get on their social media. Make sure you like their page. Make sure you follow them, whatever it is. Make sure you're liking their content. Throw the comments down when it's appropriate and share the shit out of it. That's the best way you could do it. Support the hell out of your friends and family to do that stuff, and you didn't have to spend a dime. That's big stuff. Exposed ones. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I cannot wait for my buddy Jay Gordon to come down Thanksgiving weekend. Haven't seen him in almost two years. I mentioned that in the last podcast. You better believe there's going to be a Northern Exposure podcast with myself, my Canadian brother from another mother, Jay Gordon. We're going to bust balls. We're going to cry, laugh, all that shit because it's been an emotional two years and we're not ashamed to say I love you to one another. Speaking of which, I love you guys. This is Jay North, Northern Exposure, and until next time, we will catch you later.